Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Help on the Way podcast. This is your co-host, Fig, speaking. Of course, yeah, surprise, game is not here. Uh, But we will still be trucking through this uh, as we talk about uh, February 3rd, 1968. Uh, Nob, why don't you tell the audience where game might be? Sure. I mean, where in the world is game? But... We know that that game is in fact on assignment uh, at the sphere. He's standing outside to see if any of the members of of Dead and Company walk in or out. Um, he's been very vigilant and he's been texting us frequent updates. So far, the answer is no, but that could change any day now. <laughs> All right. Well, while game is out there, I will introduce a special guest to the pod. And frequent listeners of the pod will know, I believe it was actually last week's episode, that my brother, Fig's brother, who I will call Big Fig for the rest of the show, uh, randomly bumped into a listener of the podcast, friend of the pod, Gowanus Red. Uh, we reached out to him. Well, I guess over the over the air, we reached out to him and, and Gowanus uh, returned our email or emailed us back. And, and here he is, Gowanus Red. Say hello. Hello to the pod listeners. That's right. How are you and, um, doing? We're good. We're, doing, we're good tonight. We're good. Thanks How are for, you? Thanks for joining us. All is well. Thank you. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, you know, I have some, we have some kind of Grateful Dead questions for you. I have some questions for you about what it was like to just uh, <laughs> kind of start talking, you know, listening to the podcast and all of a sudden we start talking to you in the podcast if you had like an acid flashback or something. <laughs> Uh, but we will start the way that we start all of our interviews with kind of a softball question, but it's kind of the question that, uh, you know, deadheads uh, relate I'm to each other with. hardball with a fan. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair. On our Grateful Dead podcast. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah. Um, Bare knuckle journalism. Yeah. 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 Um, this is not why. Why did Mickey Harvard Hart throw school. a drumstick at Matt Kelly on March 29th, 1985? <laughs> Yeah, this is not because gonna be he could. Time. And he did. Uh, Gowanus, question for you. How did you get on the bus? How did you get into the Grateful Dead? And from what I understand from Big Fig, this is maybe a new development in your in your musical experience? It it is extraordinarily recent. Um wow. I Tell us obviously, about it. you know, grew up in uh the eighties in high school. Lots of friends went to shows, lots of people listened. Uh, I never dug it. I think I always got the wrong songs recommended to me. Like, you you don't recommend a metal or a hardcore kid, you know, Della Blue, right? That's that's not going to, not going to swing the vote. Um, anyway, my (laughs) wife is a fan and over the years listening and going to dead cover bands in the Jersey shore, uh, I became more and more exposed. And then over pandemic, we had Europe 72 on vinyl. And I nice. think I listened to side two Bonded. for a year straight. Yes, very much so. And that that was it. Very cool. And then yeah, it clicked. That's very awesome. cool. Would you say that that Europe seventy two era is if you had to pick uh, your favorite era of the dead? Uh seventy two, seventy three at the moment. I'm I'm listening to a lot yeah. of seventy three. Yeah. It's really wow. good. Yep, yep. Very I think cool. You and Nob just became best friends. 
There you go. Hey, all I had to hear was the word Jersey. Uh, what are right. your What are some of the cover bands you caught at the Jersey Shore? Uh, Dead Bank, Cosmic Jerry. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's a, another one. Uh, man, I'm gonna butcher it. It's a gentleman's name, but there's a couple that all come through the the bar that's close to us. Um, so at Donovan's, they have tie dye Tuesday. So, nice. You know, did you it, see it's by any chance? Uh, Rainbow full of sound. That sounds familiar. It could be. It's a guy named Waynard. I forget his last name, but Waynard. Um, I've seen. Um, I've so seen in him. the he's summer, like a, I was like a Central Jersey guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I wasn't on the bus yet, so I was uh, just going to essentially hang out. Uh, enjoyed sure. myself. But, okay. You know that it wasn't. You know I wasn't running over there necessarily. Cool. Do you cool. do you have a favorite like dead song? Um, China Rider is what got me on. Right, we listen okay. to that mm. nonstop. That yeah, that, um, that version on there just screams. It's it's an all time. There, like, there's a lot of very good China oh, writers, yeah. but that, it's really hard to argue with that Europe '72 version. Yeah, I uh, and I don't spend a lot of time arguing with it. It's it's just that yeah. that good to me. Um, lately, it's been a lot of uh, Birdsong, Bertha, and uh, he's gone. Nice, yeah. interesting. So, so do those appeal to the metalhead in you? Um, and if I, so, how? I never appreciated how heavy the dead could get. And, and even more last oh. night listening to this show. Yeah, um, yeah, I agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never really, I, I really never realized how, how heavy they could get. Um, I never spent much time on the lyrics. I'm definitely a lyrics guy. And so mm. okay. a, a lot of them, you know, especially the fun stuff. Um, uh, the... Uh, the stories, you know, the cards, the guns. Um, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, think the dead have, I think the dead have killed more people than like gangster rap, right? <laughs> and you go through, you go through it all. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's cool. leaving it's, leaving your uncle's dead ass there by the side of the road is very yeah. gangster, very it, gangster. Stagger Lee you know. shot that dude in the balls. <laughs> That's the lyric. It's gotta hurt. It says I, the word balls. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. I got to re-listen. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's always it's been come... one of my favorite dead tunes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm very mm. pro-Staggerly. I've definitely talked about loving that song before. I probably bring it up whenever we have it in a show. And you're doing it again. I, it's not even in the show when I'm bringing <laughs> it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once again, this show is February 3rd, 68. And I will agree that it, it was heavy. Uh, this is Primal yeah. Dead. Have you listened to much Primal Dead? So I had. Um, I just am, you know, so uh, some might say hyper focused on what was what was really, you know, killing it for me that I, yeah. I wasn't really yeah. looking to to venture in, in many other directions. But I really enjoyed that show by especially by the second listen. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So, you know. For the fans who maybe did not listen to last week's episode, I'll just kind of, uh, you know, tell the story and then I want to hear it from your side, of, uh, you know, from your point of view. But uh, my brother uh, lives in Brooklyn, not a Grateful Dead fan at all, but but a real music fan and, and a, a fellow metalhead. Yep. Um, and he, he reaches out to me and says, hey, what is the name of your Grateful Dead podcast? And I say, well, of course, since you're, you know, my brother and you're 
you know, supportive of me, you know that it's help of the way, help on the way podcast. And and so he <laughs> says, Oh no shit. I have a buddy here that I talking to at a bar who uh listens to the podcast. So tell tell us, you know, which is amazing, by the way, and really cool. I'm glad you guys could connect. And my brother's a great guy, so I'm glad you got to meet him. Um, uh, well, do you disagree? I mean, was that a was that uh, a no? Your 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 brother was wonderful that you're plugging oh, your brother on the show. No, I I was just enjoying <laughs> that you just. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if that know was big brother. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. So yeah. I've had a couple of beers, uh, and you know that usually brings out the. You're great guy. Anyway. Uh, also, my dog is attacking my arm right now, so things are a little crazy over here. Um, so I just wanted to get the story from your point of view, and um, I wanted to know what it was like to listen to the podcast uh, last week when I started talking uh, about you and then to you. Uh, so go ahead. Um, so your, your brother was awesome. Uh, him and his wife, they were, they were fantastic. They were uh, good company. We had a lot of time, cool. a lot of fun chatting with them. So he's the neighbor of a very, very good buddy of mine, a uh, real, okay. real dear friend. And we were there for a birthday for, uh, his wife and I'm talking to big fig, not yeah. the fig I grew up with, but your brother, big fig, <laughs> uh, cause we have a big fig in our life, but it's not that one. Um, <laughs> that's, that's even brother. crazier. It, it it is getting. Do you have two big figs in your life now? What do you mean? I I do, and and that's leaving out the Newtons. Um, so I meet your brother. We're chatting. He had just gone to the Kiss concert as a last last ditch thing. Hopped on the subway. Yeah, that's and right. Bought a last minute ticket. At and we're Square, chatting. I believe. Yep. And yes. we were chatting away when my buddy, our mutual friend, comes over and just you know, with all the derision in the world, because I am getting my chops busted left and right for this new. Um, this new move in my life. Uh, my, my, my buddies are having this some new fun. Grateful Dead turn. Yes, yes. Um, Interesting. It, Interesting. It is, uh, the, the chops are being busted heavily. My buddy, my buddy out <laughs> in Colorado uh, wanted to know if he could call in so he could get, you know, he could chirp me online. And I was like, no, it's, it's not that type of show. Thank God. <laughs> um, so I meet your brother. And as we're doing this, my buddy comes over and is like, did you tell him about your new fixation of on the dead and that's how we start talking about it um as far as uh you guys talking about me on the podcast that same buddy texted yeah. me was like you need to go listen to the episode now and i was like you know, what are you really? talking about and it, it was like towards the end of the wait, night wait, like, the, the buddy who busted your chops is now listening no. to a grateful dead podcast no he heard from your brother uh, <laughs> oh okay i did i did uh and, and my brother did not organically listen to the podcast either. I told him what was happening. Um, so he reached out and, and I'm like, what? And he's like, you got to go listen to the podcast. You got to do it now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. And I put it on. And I was like, okay, this is a trip. And my wife was out at the time. She was out with a friend. So she comes home and I'm like, so you need to listen to this. <laughs> I started to play and she was like, you've been listening to the Grateful Dead for 10 minutes and they're talking about you on a podcast. <laughs> awesome i love it it it, love it it's been pretty funny so uh the experience has been uh it's been a lot of fun cool well welcome we we have a lot of fun on the podcast and you know we uh it's it's a really cool story we're, we're happy to have you and happy to have um all the folks uh who listen 
uh, just feel free to reach out to us. It makes for a more fun pod. Uh, but let's jump into it. Let's jump into our Channel 6 news. Uh, the first one we kind of uh, talked about just a little bit, and we'll kind of dip back into it right now. Nob, do you want to talk about the Sphere? What the, These rumors about what's going sure. on at the at Vegas Sphere? Yeah, there's, um, I don't know if you've heard, but there's this sphere in the middle of Las Vegas, and U2 lives inside of it. Um, and they've been, they got these really big screens that stare at you when you're like at the airport or whatever. So anyway, they do concerts in, in this ball that you two live in. Um, and, and fish, uh, are currently, uh, selling their tickets for, uh, their sphere run in April. And, and rumors have been flying around lately that, uh, dead and company, will be doing a run at the Sphere at some point. This summer tends to be what the rumors say. I want to just be upfront. These are rumors. They could turn out to be true. I'm not saying they're not. I'm, also, I'm not saying they are. We, we do not know. The, the answer right now is maybe Dead & Company will play the Sphere. It would be interesting if they did. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Uh... I hate to be a killjoy about this. I just don't want to engage in uh, wild, baseless speculation any more than usual. Well, just because you have integrity, and, and I don't, so I will. And um, it makes sense to me that this would happen. I, 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 I really do think it makes sense. I would if it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, residencies seem to be the next kind of logical step for Dead & Company, since they will no longer be touring, and, you know... They didn't say, hey, we, we broke up. We, they didn't dissolve the corporation. They were very um, specific that it was just the end of the last tour. Yes. Um, and Vegas, it's easy to get in. It's easy to get out. There's other stuff to do. Um, the Dead have a lot of songs about gambling. You know, it, it, this all makes logical sense to me. And I will say, I mean, I don't want to uh, aggrandize Reddit um, or Redditors more than they, they already feel that they are. But um, I would say there's a, you know, when, when you, once a rumor gets to Reddit, I think it's not completely baseless. I think there's a little bit of flesh on the bones. That's, that's yeah, where I wouldn't I'll go. be surprised if Dead yeah. Coast people are in talks with the sphere about well, the possibility of doing stuff. Sure. And, and those are both, you know, big kind of uh, operations. And it's tough to kind of keep the lid on that. So I could yeah. definitely see something leaking. Uh, so, okay. So stay tuned. Nob, any thoughts about uh, Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers coming yes. up to your neck of the woods, I believe? They are up in my neck of the woods. Uh, we're currently recording this while the first show of the Bob oh, Weir I didn't realize Wolf it was Brothers December run 12. is happening. They're, uh, they, they just finished playing Mexicali Blues as we record this, um, which everyone was curious what Bob Weir and the Wolf Bros were playing while we recorded this episode. Um, yeah, I listened to a little bit of it before we started recording. They sound pretty good. The Althea was a little rough, but it's been generally strong. Uh, I unfortunately, it's, it's just not in the cards for me to catch this run, but Bob at the Cap was a wonderful time in February, so I'm sure this run will be a lot of fun too. Go on us. Do you know anything about this? Do you have big plans uh i i am i am aware i'm not heading up for that i've actually seen uh bob weir and 
Wolf Bros. Uh, Wolf Brothers at nice. um, the King's Theater. So back from oh, that, a bunch nice. of years back. And I'm, I'm cool. guessing that was a bit of a different experience than it is now. I think he played a lot less dead material at that show because yeah. I think my wife was pretty unfamiliar with a, a, a lot of it. I, I was clueless. Um, so I know that one's happening. Uh, I saw it up there and wasn't really rushing towards it. I am rushing towards it. We have a whole bunch of friends going to see Dark Star Orchestra down in Red Bank. Nice. Um, oh, they're there uh, the 28th and the 29th. Yeah. Um, oh, so I, we're, about, yeah. Yeah, we're heading to that and that I am very excited for. That's going to be awesome. Have you seen uh, Dark Star Orchestra? I have not. I have not. Nice. Uh, oh, cool. I don't think anybody with us ever has. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be, it should be a great night. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a great time. Cool. All right. So let's jump into our weekly show. This is February 3rd, 1968 for, um, for, uh, casual listeners or people don't know this, this is completely random i have a randomizer that spits out a show for us and this show just happens to be uh there, there are some superlatives to the show i believe knob did the did the knob thing and realized that this is the earliest show that we could ever have right wait there are ones that it's possible for us to have this is the earliest show okay. we've ever had uh, oh this is the earliest show we've ever one had. okay may 68 show there's like a handful of January 68 shows, so it's possible we get one earlier than this, but this is the earliest one we've had so far here on episode 97. Yeah. Um, first, New Potato Caboose? For us, not, not for, for us. the band. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, sure. Our first I'm time catching New Potato Caboose. Superlatives. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and first, and Born Cross-Eyed. Yes, we have never covered those 60s classics. Um, game was very anti born cross-eyed in our uh, our pre-show chat not to throw him under the bus when he's not here um <laughs> i disagree i dig it um but i i of the two new potato caboose is a lot of fun and the show is a really strong rendition of yeah yeah absolutely um before we jump into it i did have a question um what was the lineup of the grateful dead at this point as I'm just wondering who the, the keyboardist is. Oh, Pigpen. Yeah, I'd I like Pigpen. Yeah, uh, it's, it is Pigpen. Okay. Yeah, uh, so Tom multi-instrumentalist Pigpen. November of 1968 is when Tom Constantin joins the band. So yeah, Pigpen's oh, on keys. Okay. Mickey and Billy are on drums. Phil on bass, and Bobby and Jerry on guitars. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. No so this is a one-set wonder. Meaning that, well, to spoil the one of our segments, that there are no sets to choose from. Uh, but this is how it goes. It gives Cryptical and Velament. That's it for the other one. Uh, interestingly, I don't think Cryptical is on the soundboard. I just realized that. Um, do it I is, have the wrong... It's just called That's It for the Other One. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. Okay. So Cryptical, Other One, Cryptical is the That's It for the Other One suite. Yes. Well, okay, there's gotcha. also normally drums in between Cryptical and the first, the other one. This was something I was going to uh, note. Oh. Um, but yeah, Cryptical drums, other one Cryptical is the other one sweet. That's it for the other one sweet. Awesome. Thank you for that. So, um, and, and which, which became 
the other one, which is a much more famous song. Uh, but we have uh, the full suite there. We have New Potato Caboose. We have Hurts Me Too. We have Born Cross-Eyed, Good Morning Little Schoolgirl, a very short Dark Star, like yeah. kind of an aside of a Dark Star. And then dark. an interesting, a little, little China 11 uh, suite there to end things off. So, Gowanus, do you want to take it or, or should I kick it over to Nob? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you uh, the option. Um, I'm game. I'm in. I'm not that game, but I'm game. Okay. Nice. <laughs> You're also game. So also. why don't you go for it? My dog is trying to wrestle with me again, so I'm going to go on mute and uh, take it away. All right. So my the the two standouts for me that really stood out were uh, the uh, the I put primal the China Cat into the eleven just really kind of yeah. blew me away. I mean, it was just it was just so heavy, and and also that's it for the other one. That was just super super full. Yeah. And yeah. Th- those two, just I, I never really, thought. Really I'm just gonna jump in. I never thought that I would agree with. Or that I would hear someone opine that uh, China Cat is heavy, and then I, that would fully I, agree. That's this is. It a, sounded like punk rock, it's like it was ferocious it was in a way that yeah. you don't really. China Cat very cat. quickly evolves away from this. It's even in a different key than they normally play it. This is in E instead of the usual G. Hmm. Oh, it's an early. They only they'd only debuted China cat about a month prior. They're still working the kinks out on this song. They're playing around with wow. it, doing some really cool and weird stuff. Dark star and the 11 are also pretty new at this point. Uh, this was the first dark star I've ever made it through the whole thing. Nice. <laughs> I, I made that's kind of cheating. And I, and I was, I, I, that's about where I top out. <laughs> sure. Every time I think I'm like, all right, I got it. I'm going to finish this one without fail. I'm in the middle. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> you know, this also being, it's not only shorter, but it's like faster. Um, yep. It's it's very dancey. Yeah. It's very close to the studio single version, which is right. under three minutes. Um, so was the studio, than that, was the single out at this time? I don't think it was, right? That was a 69 uh, single. I think it came out in 68, but definitely not at this point. No, the song's only like a month old, two months old. Okay. Wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah, we're looking at a baby picture of Dark Star. It's cute. I, I, it was cute. Uh, Gowanus. I mean, yeah. It wasn't as uh, mature or as... Hmm, I don't know. Uh, interesting looking it, as a... <laughs> You guys into Good Morning Little Schoolgirl territory here. No, I'm not. Uh, Gowanus, any other thoughts about this one set wonder? Uh, the the big note I took was aggressive. Uh, yeah, and okay. you know when you look at that old footage of like 60 minutes going to visit, you know the hippies in the hate. Um, mm. the dead were always referred to as as a hard rock group, a hard rock group, a hard rock group, and I knew you know comparatively speaking they were that but yeah. now i think i have a fuller appreciation for why they were referred to as a hard rock band yeah uh, because they were uh, flat out uh, it also reminds me a lot of uh 
like 1970-71 Allman Brothers. And there's a mm. lot there. And, yeah. and you know, they played so much together, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and see that, it's, it's that interesting that... grit that makes that 70-71 Allman Brothers era so good come through here as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to yep. cut you off, Fig. No, no, no. I was just going to add that it's interesting that after this hard rock iteration of the dead, they, they become a country band, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, which is a, an awesome turn because it propels them to even, you know, bigger things. And, and it's the, the, the band that we, that we know. Um, excellent. So I'm going to kick it over to knob. Knob, why don't you take it away? Give us your impressions of February 3rd, 1968. Sure. I really, I like this show. I mean, I'm always generally a Primal Dead defender, uh, but I, I think nearly every song they played tonight worked. Um, hmm. Tonight, fe- February 3rd, 1968. Um, <laughs> that, that night a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it for the other one is just a really wonderful explosion of energy. Um, obviously, the Jerry Licks are hot, but I really love what the organ is adding. Um, I also... I like those high Phil harmonies. I know you're not a huge fan of Phil's high voice in the 60s fig, but you're wrong. It's not the other one to me well, unless Phil's going, come, come in, come in around. Um, what what yeah. was the um, singing out of key purposeful there? Yeah, that's I. Yeah. You got to admit that that was a pretty good young Phil. Um <laughs> I'll give it In to the you. same way that that kid gets to be young Sheldon, I want to be young Phil. Um, anyway, <laughs> back on any point Phil. at all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the that's it for the other one. Sweet is it's generally short for the sweet, um, but it's psychedelic more in the ferocity of the playing than in like the length and experimentalness of the jams. Uh, and then I really enjoyed the new Potato Caboose. I started texting my friend who's very into Primal Dead, being like, I understand why you love new Potato Caboose so much. Because I do. This one's really fun. I get why it didn't stick around in the Dead's rotation. Yeah. Um, but it, because it, it is a little composed and a little complicated. Yes. I wouldn't want to play this song with my hands. Um, but listening with my ears, it takes us on such a fun, unique little journey. And this rendition does everything well. The first section is really good at turning on a dime. And the second part, it's like walking through a park that is constantly shifting and changing. It's really neat. Mm. Um, Hurts Me Too is faster than you normally get. Um, Jerry is hungry with the fast blues licks and the rhythm section and the drummers especially really make this thing pop. Um, and also, this is, it's obvious why Pigpen was like the lead singer in the early days of the dead. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to the other two guys because they do sound generally good in this show. But as soon as Pigpen started singing It Hurts Me Too, I was like, oh, yeah, great. It was very good. I enjoyed myself. Um... I'm going to be less democratic or diplomatic, I should say, uh, in, in my review, but go ahead. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, there are a few songs here where the vocals let us down a little bit. Even the cryptical sounds a little weird with Jerry's voice. Um, speaking of songs where the vocals sound rough, I would probably say the Born Cross-Eyed is probably the primest example of this. 
Um, that being said, I enjoy the energy that's being put into it. The rhythm section, again, really makes a difference. And then I love that, that sudden, quiet, and sensitive turn. Uh, it's a strong rendition. Um, I, I thought it was, I thought the good, I thought it was good. I didn't want to like it. It's a gross song, but it, this version really works. Um, I must say, Pigpen has a great harmonica solo. I love the Jerry, Pig, and Bob mm. interplay in the second jam. It's hot and ferocious. It's morally abhorrent. I don't care for it. This version was good. Um, and then, this is, that's how I talk about John Mayer's songs. Um, and then <laughs> we get to Dark Star. Uh, it's an early Dark Star, like we've talked about. It's super fast, but I love the groove. I love that they're able to be fast and sensitive. I love Jerry and Phil's interplay. Honestly, the bridge part, the shall we go, you and I, while well, we can. I don't know what key that was. Um, that bridge part really makes more sense to me at a faster tempo. I get what they're doing. Um, I mm. do like the slowdown, don't get me wrong, but this makes sense to me. Um, yeah. And then... It dissolves into this very early China Cat. It's very low in Jerry's voice. You understand why they raised the song. I don't know when you I actually thought Jerry's. it was Bobby singing at first. That's I, 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 honestly. It, I, there are points where I, it sounds like Bobby more than Jerry. Yeah, I, I wrote. I was going to write Bobby. You know, I was talking about in my notes here, like Bob's vocals. And I was like, wait, China's a Jerry song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Jerry really, singing. Yeah. And you do not get those low notes out of him most of the time. Um, or in this song after another, like, two months after this. Um, yeah, and we talked about how heavy the China Cat is. This whole, uh, Dark Star China Cat, the 11, was a suite that they tried for a while. Before China hmm. found Ryder, its partner was the 11. And cool. this was kind of the proto Ooh. Dark Star St. Stephen, the 11. Um, hmm. yeah, yeah, China, were, you know. Sticks out, Yeah, yeah. China works. It's just a very specific, I don't know, they, it, especially as it goes on, they're able to let it breathe a little bit more. It just finds a different personality for itself that doesn't quite fit this suite. Um, and then, yeah, I really enjoyed the 11 at the end. It has a really nice groove. I, this is another song where the vocals let me down a little bit, but there is a wonderfully intense buildup. Uh, within the jam it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and harder and harder and louder and louder and it is really cool to hear um yeah i i like the show a lot uh even by primal dead standards this is a good one uh what did you think fig yeah thanks a lot um just something you know just to kind of uh just to go back a little bit, talk about the um, actual recording that comes down to us. This is an excellent soundboard recording. I mean, it sounded very good. Um, great separation in the instruments. You know, just sounded great to my ears. Um, so it was an awesome kind of um, relic to, to hear. And uh, the thing that really s stuck out to me, and, you know, we've been listening to a lot of 1994 shows, uh, but, you know, it's all random, so we never really get to pick what we listen to. Uh, but the real thing that, the real difference between some of the later Dead songs that are shows that we listened to and the 68 show was the, were these planned transitions. Uh, these transitions were very well rehearsed and also very well executed. So we get that throughout the show. So that really stuck out to me. Uh, that's it for the other one. Due respect for Jerry. 
I love Jerry's singing. Uh, even when people slag it, I love it. Uh, I don't think that Jerry has really figured out how to sing in February of 68. Um, same, same thing with the guitar. I mean, excellent guitarist, but lots of technique. I mean, I think Jerry started out as a banjo player. Um, and banjo is, is a technique, you know, somewhat more of a technique instrument than guitar. But I just kind of heard a lot of like more strumming patterns and, you know, kind of like uh, sticking on the same note, but, you know, to, to an interesting effect than I do in later Jerry. That's just something else that kind of uh, jumped out at me. But it is interesting to hear these, this Primal Dead stuff just uh, for comparison's sake. Uh, the second movement of the song, and, and a lot of these songs had movements, you know, like, like to, to Nob's point, these were very structured songs. Oh, and yeah. this one, uh, yeah, the second movement reminded me of, of Live Cream, uh, like what Cream was doing mm. in 68 and like Wheels of Fire and stuff. Yeah, um, I can hear that. And just, yeah, just generally, it's just different from what the other one became. Uh, and, and interesting because of that. Uh, so we get an amazing, organic, seamless transition into New Potato Caboose, which is fun to say uh, and, and fun to listen to. Uh, they were so proggy, guys. Like, they, I've been listening to a lot of Yes lately. Just every once in a while, I'm just going to, you know, pound on, on, you know, a couple of Yes albums. And um, I'm not sure why I haven't put this together, but like, the dead at their proggy best, like it's almost, uh, uh, you know, what Yes was doing uh, back in the early seventies. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Pigpen takes a piano solo. I don't recall ever really hearing a piano solo out of out of Pigpen, uh, but we yeah. get one tonight at least in New Potato Caboose, and it was cool. Another excellent ending goes into Hurts Me Too, the first Pigpen, uh, you know, set piece, and uh, it was good. We get to Born Cross-eyed, and I will agree with with our co-host game here. It was a bit unintelligible. I wrote that the intro was unintelligible. It just didn't get me into the oh, song. Oh, yeah. There wasn't... I can't tell you yeah, any like... of the words to Born Cross-Eyed. Yeah. I'd... If you hummed it to me, I, I might uh, recognize. But I think it was just more of a vibe than a real song. Um, oh, yeah. But it was cool. They played it. Good morning, little schoolgirl. I just wrote, I think he's talking about sex. I'm not quite sure. Um, <laughs> but about literally halfway... Uh, the boys break into a really great rocking jam. Uh, again, it was more about technique than it was about anything else, but it was it was good. It was it was a rocker. And then uh, Jerry and Pigpen had some really great call and response playing. Uh, Pigpen obviously on harmonica, Jerry on guitar. Um, so that was cool. That was by far the longest uh, song of the night at 15 minutes. I know we had a nine minute New Potato Caboose. We had a 10 minute 11, but this one was about 15 and a half minutes. So pretty big chunk of the night. And we get into, yeah, that Dark Star China 11 suite to end things. This Dark Star was the single version. Um, yeah, I don't really have too, too much to say about it. But uh, again, another excellent planned transition into China. This is, I wrote a punk rock China. Um, I, I'll respect to Jerry. I do think that it, it sounded like he was singing through an upper respiratory infection. Um, that's what I wrote down <laughs> in my notes. And we get to the 11, and, and this one... And, you know, I do it for the fans. I had to listen to it a couple times. The first couple times I listened to it, uh, I just felt it was off-putting. There was something about the swirl of sound that just made me feel off. And I don't think that they were off the rhythm or off beat or whatever. It's just, I think it's planned. I think the 11 is supposed to make you feel this way. It's disorienting. Um, in the middle of the song, the disorientation got a little bit better, but then it ends... And, and it ended very in a disorienting fashion. And I wrote, I just need a nap after that 11, um, which again might be planned. Uh, so that is um, 
that's my review of February 3rd, 1968 at the Crystal Ballroom in Portland, Oregon. Let's just run through some of the other segments here. We'll wrap up. So uh, does this make anybody's Book of the Dead? We'll ask our uh, guest for the night, Gowanus Red. Does this make your Book of the Dead? Would you go back and listen to this and tell your wife about it and shout it from the rooftops? I will absolutely go back and listen to it. So yeah, it makes my Book of the Dead, but my Book of the Dead is short at this point okay. um and more of a pamphlet being it, it, it it's a three hey, three three paneled pamphlet. that's not your joke that was a peep yeah. show joke <laughs> did, did uh, you get that knob okay. yeah you picked that up all right great excellent <laughs> sorry yeah. that's all right uh i would absolutely i it, it's added i will listen to it again specifically um the china cat uh 11 I, I I dig the eleven. It, it's got that super weird time signature that yeah. I, I looked up on YouTube, like one of those guys, to explain it, and I think that like kind of mm-hmm. made me feel nauseous. <laughs> so yeah, I dig it. <laughs> See? I dig it. Yeah, it's, it, it's off putting at time. Uh, yeah, and tell your buddy who was ribbing on you, um, and then tell my brother. Come on, it's about time. He's uh, getting some good music. Knob, would this make your book of the dead? Yeah, it does. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of this. There are some, uh, for the early Primal Dead tunes, there's a couple all-timers in here, um, especially that new Potato Caboose. Uh, But there really is a lot to love in this show. So I'm going to go with no, but that's not going to change anything because if... (laughs) The, the the trick with Book of the Dead is if we all agree that it's our, you know, favorite show of the year or whatnot, then we skip which set and we just play the whole thing. But it's a one set wonder, so we're going to play the whole thing anyway. Um, you know, this was nice for me. I, I took a peek behind the curtain, you know, I kicked the tires, looked under the engine, uh, and I liked what I saw, but uh, I'm going to uh, put the hood down of the 68 Mustang and uh, maybe get back into some mid-70s stuff, uh, hopefully for next time. But we'll get to that. Uh, which set? We don't have a set to choose from because we will all be listening to the entire show, February 3rd, 1968. Uh, Mother Trucker, Knob, do you have an MVP, a Mother Trucker for the night? Yeah, I was struggling because I feel like there's a few people that are like pretty hot. Jerry's got some great solos. This is a really good night for, for Pigpen. Pigpen fans, give this one a listen for sure. I think it's Mickey. I found myself being really into what the Ooh. rhythm devils were adding to this, and I feel like a lot of that comes from the weird percussive sounds and the high energy of Mickey Hart. Okay, I'm gonna jump in and say Pigpen. Um, uh, he was all over the place. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely yeah. the best voice. Definitely the best singer. But you know, maybe the most mature musician. Um, I'm not sure I'm gonna go that far, but uh, just kind of a, again an interesting. Uh, you know, he holds his own when piece. him and Jerry go yeah. harmonica to guitar. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, uh, hurts me too. And and surprisingly, to be honest with you, um, yeah, just a different pig pen than what I'm used to. So I'm gonna uh, rep him tonight. Gowanus, who is your mother trucker? I'm going Jerry's guitar. It, it, it yeah. is just okay. so aggressive. Um, it, it that was <laughs> a uh, my experience with the dead might have been very different had I been turned on to something like that at a a long time ago. Mm, okay. Um because yeah that that's that was some that was some heavy play. Yeah, give Absolutely. uh give Anthem of the Dead or uh, Anthem of the Sun and and Live Dead a listen if you haven't. I think you'll get a kick out of both those albums. 
I've listened to I've listened to the eleven off Live Dead because when I when I yeah. read about it, I was like, okay, this is the one to check out. So I don't remember if I listened to the whole one, but I, I, I'll absolutely check both of them out. Yeah. Uh, so I got a question for you guys. Yeah. So yeah. so wh- when how does Primal Dead end? Right. So is this when they just start working in um, the country and the cowboy songs? Is it a gradual thing, or is it you know one day you turn around and hey, they're wearing cowboy hats, all <laughs> of them now. They do disco music. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> they're all in white suits. I'll let Nob. I'll let Nob field this one. Yeah, that's that's uh, a controversial. Uh, disagreements are had about when Primal Dead ends. I think it's a, it's a gradual shift that occurs over 1969 and early 1970, as they start introducing not only the country songs but the Working Man's Dead songs, the American Beauty songs. You also start to get more structured two set Grateful Dead shows. That mm. all kind of happens around the same time. It's not exact, but around that time. So I would say somewhere by by 1970 they have moved from Primal Dead to whatever comes next. Some will tell you it's when Pigpen leaves, but that's simply not true. But yeah, it's somewhere in late 69 early 70 Primal Dead evolves into 70s Dead. Okay, all right. That's about where I figured. So, I, but yeah. I, uh, I yeah. also hadn't before last night. I hadn't experienced Primal Dead yet. So, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't it's know what we experience. had gotten away from. Yeah, yeah no, it, well, it's always good to know where you were to know where you are. You know. Yeah. Okay, you'll just leave it at that profound thought. <laughs> um, appreciate that. <laughs> Let uh, let's dip into the Reddit comments. We got a few. Uh, Nob, why don't you take yours and then, um, go on us. Are you, are you on the show sheet? Do you see? Uh, I can. Oh, okay. Uh, well, if I... not, I can take it, but go ahead, Nob. I wrote that, that I'm going to kiss the <laughs> randomizer. <laughs> Hilariously, on mind you. Us a late 60s show. I know. I meant it entirely sincere. Um, no, I mean, you know, we we listened to four 1994 shows in the past <laughs> month. No, three 1994 shows in the past month. I, it was a wonderful breath I think breath there was a 93 show. Oh, there yeah, too. there was. You're right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was nice to have a little a little breather and, and get into Primal Dead. Um, I hope we get a 70s show soon. I feel like we haven't had the 70s in a while. Well, I don't know because I haven't. I haven't. I know. Done I know. It's done. Randomly. I, I can't tell you. I you just can't no tell you. Power. No, no, Even no. Like, you're, listen, you're, you're, look, it's we done all randomly, but I can. The scenes, you're rigging it. We, we all know. No... <laughs> no, we, we all... all know. You pretend. It's all hoax. You pretend <laughs> that it's all random, but we know. We know. I'm just, um, it's more of a, it's more of a psychological experiment just to see how much you guys will put up with this <laughs> until you well, just quit. 97 I'm, I'm weeks out. in, we're still going. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all. That's on you all, not me. Um, okay, uh, uh, Gowanus, uh Do you want to talk about Arcturian Ally? Uh, yeah. So doing. they're they're very excited, and they will always cherish a new potato with it with a potato emoji as well. Yeah, that yeah. was that was something awesome. my mother always told me as a child. Yeah, I think that's like a real Marge Simpson thing. I think Marge is yeah, into always potatoes. A new potato. So, it's possible that Arcturian Ally is Marge Simpson. It's possible worth speculating on. 
Yeah, and it's worth if Arctur and Ally, who uh, is a frequent commenter on the show, uh, would let us know their, their true identity, if they are Marge Simpson or not. Uh, they can email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. Nice. Yeah. nice. Uh, but before we go into all the details, let's talk about the next show, which is not a 70s show, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, depending on how you feel about things. Uh, this is from June 26th of 1986 at the Hubert Humphrey Metrodome in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Never miss a Thursday show. Uh, let's see here. Is this a one-set wonder? Yeah, this is when they Does... were playing shows with The Dead would do a set, and then Dylan would play with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers oh. for a set afterwards. Yeah, this is also a one-set And then would they get wonder. together then? No, 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 no. Those, those don't start happening until 87. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know there was a history to Dylan playing with the dead before Dylan played with the dead. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing cool. this co-tour together. Nor did Excellent. I. Yeah. yeah. Lots to unpack here. Uh, we got a terrapin into an estimated. That could be cool. Yeah. Um, My friend, Little Red Rooster. But give me some love yeah. and opener is going to be cool. And that's one of the yeah. first. Give me Another some love. show. Look it up. Maybe give me some love and debut. It was in 85. And this will be... It was 84. Uh, our, our... I was super off. Ignore me. <laughs> our game, friend Game would be excited. <laughs> game, don't do it. All right. So let's wrap things up. Uh, Gowanus, you have been an excellent guest. Thank you so much for your time uh, recording for us. Uh, this will come out in a couple of days. Um, so uh, feel free to uh, you know listen, distribute it to... Uh, Anybody and everybody who uh, you may want to, including my brother, Big Fig. To the guest. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> this is games thing. Game, that I need you, true. buddy. Game, get back here. Take the first flight from the Vegas Sphere. Get back here. Um, but uh, <laughs> what the audience needs to do is actually smash that subscribe button, like and share with all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family, or people who don't like the Grateful Dead, but they should. Uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are downloaded, but not the ones that sort of rhyme with game. We miss UFI. It's true. So if you do get your podcasts from uh, streaming services that, okay, Spotify, um, you can't find us on there. They don't like us. It's okay. We've moved on. Uh, but you can find us on our website, which is helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You can email us, like I said, on helponthewaypod at gmail.com. We are always stickied right there at the top of the Grateful Dead subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Just look for us. Probably I'll just tell you what to search. Uh, believe it or not, you just search for Help on the Way Pod. And there's a kick channel that I'm not going to plug because game's not here. Um, is there anything else that y'all want to say before we wrap things up? Uh, I will say thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. It was a lot of fun uh to yeah. come on so thank i appreciate you. that yeah we'll Absolutely. say thank you right back it's been a blast having you fantastic and thanks to big fig for making all the magic happen yeah yeah that that is true see you now you're gushing over him all right <laughs> uh before i get all doe-eyed and, and teary uh i'm gonna thank the uh everybody for listening to another episode of the help on the way podcast oh by the way everyone's listening to february 3rd 1968 the entire show uh, right after this.
reflections of color Glass and dissolving In ice, little flowers revolving
Palace of the Queen Chinese. 